Council. ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It's Friday, November 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program this hour by calling the Miller Lite phone lines. 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, whole true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is your original light beer. We've got high school football Friday night to get into. A couple of big matchups. We've got Spring Valley and Ashland Paul Blazer to talk to you about. Also, Huntington High in action tonight against Parkersburg. Big matchup. Huntington needs this one desperately. They're 4-4. Four and four. They've got a couple of games left, trying to make sure that they can get into the playoffs. I think they're going to get in. The question now is, will they host a home game? You want to have at least one game at your home stadium, important game. So we'll talk to Woody Woodrum about that. Matt Perry will be with us here shortly to talk a little bit about Ashland Paul Blazer and the Spring Valley Timberwolves. Of course, you can watch the Ashland game and Spring Valley game on our Facebook page. All you have to do is go to WRVC.com's Facebook page, which is you search ESPN Radio 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can find it that way. So high school football going to be a big focus on the show today. And, of course, also uh, we've got a lot happening Volleyball is going to be tipping off here uh, shortly. They're going to start over the Cam Henderson Center. I got to see Ari Agnes yesterday at Safe Trick or Treat. She was not joking, which was funny. I got over there shortly after the show ended, and I took over my table, starting to give kids candy. And Kevin Long's there. He's got the Marshall soccer team, and you know they've got their their sweats on, their their jackets, their their gear. Okay. Yeah. They're representing Marshall and the kids are having a good time. And then here comes the Marshall volleyball team with all the swagger you expect for a crew, a motley crew that comes in. They're dressed up in everything imaginable. Uh, I get to see Jake Agnes. He comes in as Elmo. I get to talk to him for a few minutes Ari was dressed up as Big Bird. I think that was Big Bird. She she says she was Big Bird. So they all come in and just as you knew, it was like an entrance almost. The, the, the Red Sea parted. And here comes the Marshall Volleyball team. It was hilarious to see. Uh, they had a good time. The kids had a good time. And uh, we want to thank everyone who came out to Safe Trick or Treat yesterday at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena. And you know what? Kids, kids are going to score because tomorrow, at least in certain parts of the area, trick or treat. Yeah, I know. We're in November and trick-or-treat for these kids. So uh, be safe out there tomorrow, and we hope you can at least put us in your day a little bit because tomorrow Marshall takes on Rice. We're going to be at Roosters. That's where we will be for the watch party. That means you can come out to Roosters, hang out with us. We'll be doing our pregame three hours before kickoff, so I'll be there a little bit after noon tomorrow just in time for a late lunch possibly. Or maybe a late breakfast. I don't know. But we hope you come out with us and watch the game tomorrow. And if you can't watch the game, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So that's what we've got for you. And a lot of things happening tonight, as I mentioned earlier. Soccer is in action. Volleyball is in action. Volleyball is at 6. So here's your game plan. If you're not going to a high school game tonight, 
go to the volleyball match. It should wrap up hopefully after 7. It should wrap up. And then head down to the vet. Women's soccer team will be in action. They're going to go after 7. So you can catch volleyball, head down to the vet, support soccer. You get a clean sweep of everything herd-related, at least at home. Let's be honest. Those ladies don't get to play in front of the huge crowds that football plays in front of, men's basketball plays in front of, and they're working as hard, if not harder, than anybody. So if you've got a few minutes and you want to go catch some volleyball, some soccer, support the herd, I encourage you to go down and check them out. They would love to have a huge crowd there. I mean, think of it. They're putting in full week of work, working as hard as anybody. And sometimes you just come out, not that many fans. And that's not just a Marshall thing. That's across the country as far as Olympic sports are concerned. So check out some volleyball. Go check out some soccer tonight if you're not heading to a high school football game. And, of course, if you want to, you can listen to some of the high school area action right here. We'll have the Huntington game for you on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I encourage you to at least try to, if you can, swing over to the Henderson Center, swing over to the vet, catch some of the ladies in action tonight. And, of course, basketball tomorrow. Really, this is interesting. For some of us, it's going to be a chore because, well, we've got obligations. We're going to be at Roosters tomorrow, going on the air at 12.30. At 1 o'clock, Marshall men's basketball in action exhibition game. They'll be taking on out of Ohio, Rio Grande. Red Storm last year, 12-19 and 19 overall record. They went 6-11 and 11 in the River States Conference. I look forward to seeing uh, what... The Red Storm can do. However, I know for a lot of Herd fans, might not be able to do both. Of course, Marshall game, football-wise, going to be on TV, going to be on radio. You can take your radios if you're going to catch the baseball game. I'm sorry, if you're going to catch the basketball game. you're going to catch basketball, you can take your radios, listen to a little bit of our pregame coverage, then head down the Roosters, of course, Busy, busy, busy Herd Saturday as Herd and Exhibition play before they get ready for the regular season. And then Marshall taking on Rice. And I encourage you, I encourage you, if you haven't yet, go back to catch some of the podcasts of earlier episodes this week. we got a lot of stuff previewing Rice. And all you have to do is subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan wherever you listen to podcasts. You search The Drive with Paul Swan, and you find the show. You can go back. We've got several interviews. We've got Doc Holliday. We've got player comments, plenty of stuff. So if you haven't really dug into Rice yet, I encourage you to go back, catch the podcast. You'll find everything you want. And if you still want more herd coverage, 1230 tomorrow right here. On ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog as we will have our pregame coverage. I'll be back at Roosters. I'll have the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. I get custody of him on Saturdays and also on Mondays. Sometimes if the Herd plays on Friday, I get custody of him that day, but I usually get him twice a week 
game day and Monday. So those are my days I have custody of Dave Walsh. So you get a chance to tune in to all that or just come down to Roosters tomorrow, get set up, get situated, and watch the game with us. When we come back from break, we're going to talk high school football with you. We have got Matt Perry joining us, and we're going to preview Ashland, Paul Blazer, and Spring Valley. Big matchup. We'll preview that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Let's welcome on to the program now the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Matt Perry. And tonight, the Timberwolves are taking on a very tough Ashland Paul Blazer team. The Valley going out of state to take on a tough team across the river. I like these matchups, but couldn't you find someone easier in Kentucky to play? You know, that's the first thing that popped into my mind, especially when I got a, um, a look at their stats and their season. Um, this is a dangerous game this late in the season. You know, second to last game of the regular season. It's the last game of the regular season for Ashland. So you have a 7-1 and one opponent coming to the Wolves' den tonight. Number five in Kentucky AAA, uh, which is no joke to say the least. Uh, they have 2,000-yard rushers, Paul. So to have two running backs, Blake Hester and Keontae Pittman. Now, Pittman hasn't quite reached 1,000 yet, but Hester's over 1,500 yards, and uh, Pittman is in the mid-900s. That is a formidable team, and uh, they they kind of mirror Spring Valley in that regard with all of the rushing attack that they could throw at you. So uh, Spring Valley fans should be uh, on the edge of their seat for sure tonight listening to the broadcast because Spring Valley drops this game, that's going to hurt their playoff seeding, uh, especially with how close they are to the four seed. So a lot on the line tonight. How important is that George Washington game? George Washington uh, didn't do so well against Ashland. I mean, you look at it and you try to compare yourself to other teams. GW got, you know, kind of (laughs) ran off the field by Ashland. Uh, Spring Valley did the same to George Washington, though. So I don't want to say it's kind of hard to compare, but both teams handedly took care of the Patriots. So I think you're just going to have two very well-matched teams tonight, something we usually see at the beginning of the year. You know, Johnson Central comes over and plays their Kanawha County run the first couple of games of the year. But with Spring Valley... Uh, trying to fit Ashland in wherever they could, especially with the forced game against Wayne. This is where it fit, and it's a dangerous spot. This is going to be a challenge tonight. Defense is going to be asked to step up against a very potent Ashland Paul Blazer offense. Exactly. You know, Spring Valley, they're used to this type of game. They're used to um, dominant rushing attacks, that I should say. But the one time they faced a team with running backs like this is their only loss of the year, that loss to Cabell Midland. When you have two running backs that have combined for 30 touchdowns, you know, with Hester with 18 and Pittman with 12, it's worrisome looking at just the cold, hard numbers. But Spring Valley uh, knows what they have to do, obviously. Their number one goal tonight is to stop Hester. Pittman gets around the edge. He's a danger, but he is not the bruiser. It's going to be stopping the chunk plays to Hester through the six and four holes and uh, conversely through the three and five holes because he'll pound you to death. He averages 160 yards rushing per game. Spring Valley just has to – he's going to get his yards. They have to stop the big chunks, and they have to force punts whenever it's third and short. They're going to have to step up and make those plays. If you were comparing Ashland to any other team that maybe fans would be more familiar with, uh, what would that team – 
Who would you say? Well, the rushing attack screams Cabell Midland to me. Uh, when you see this type of rushing attack and what I saw when I've seen Cabell Midland play, of course, at the Wolves' Den, and when I've watched them um, and listened to Jason Toy do the games, it, they really scream Midland to me. Now, do they have the exact same setup? I, you know, it's hard to tell when you compare talent across the river, but when you see this rushing yards that they have put up, it screams Cabell Midland. This is really not an unfamiliar game. You you say across the river, you look at an out-of-state opponent, you talk about that, but at the same time, these kids do see each other, they mm. scrimmage against each other, so there's not a lot of unknowns going into this. The thing that interests me the most is Spring Valley is one of the few teams in the area that simply does not play these out-of-state games. They haven't played an out-of-state team since 2004. They haven't played a Kentucky team since Boyd County in 2004. And this is the first ever meeting between Paul Blazer and Spring Valley High School since the consolidation. So while they do know these kids and they might have played against them in Pee Wee coming up, the middle schools really don't even intertwine that well, to be honest with you. Um, they play Fairview a couple of times. I know CK and Vincent play Fairview uh, every once in a while. But I, even though I know they know who plays on the team, it is somewhat of an unknown, at least from my outside vantage point looking in, because they've never played. And um, probably the last time they played is when they were on A team or B team. You had a week off. How much has that helped getting this team rested, ready to go, preparing for really uh, a team you normally don't see getting set for the uh, postseason, of course, very important. But this one still you had a couple weeks to prepare. It's masterful scheduling by Coach Dingus and Coach George at Spring Valley, in my opinion. The absolute best buy that you could have, get a buy and then you finish off the regular season and you get a buy before this, you know, this let's call them what they are. They're a triple A power, you know. Kentucky's got a lot more schools than West Virginia, and this team is number five in AAA in Kentucky. So there are no joke coming in. So to have two weeks to prepare for the Tomcats could only benefit the Timberwolves, in my opinion. Now, the other side of that, somebody might say, oh, Spring Valley might be rusty coming out. When you get this deep into the season, I don't know if I buy into that as much as I would if it was a week four or week five buy. I think Spring Valley needed to uh, heal up some bumps and bruises and uh, take care of themselves, and they'll be ready to roll tonight. What's the excitement for this one? Uh, again, unknown for a lot of these kids. So, yeah, we know about Ashland. Yes. Um, but it's not as if Ashland is miles and miles away. True. I mean, you, you get in the car a few minutes later, you're in Ashland. So we know about Ashland as far as the West Virginia side of things. Mm-hmm. We might focus a little bit more on West Virginia, at least uh, here. But – yeah, is there major excitement, just major unknown, just normal, hey, it's another uh, Timberwolves game? If you talk to the coaching staff, I'm sure they'll they'll walk the line and say, oh, just another game, those types of cliches. I know a lot of parents, uh, and I know a lot of, obviously, I know a lot of fans, and I was speaking to some uh, player parents today, and they are very pumped to have this type of game. It's a natural rivalry. rivalry like you said, it's just across the river. It's not that big of a drive. Uh, it, it makes perfect sense if you think about it. And they are there is a return game. Uh, Spring Valley is going to Ashland next year. Um, they asked the Ashland coach about extending the series, and he, uh, he quipped in the newspaper. He said, well, ask me after Friday night. And so I don't know if it's going to continue, but it just makes perfect sense. And a lot of people are excited. The the how well how good of a team they are 
obviously makes you excited because you want to get up for these games. Um, no, I'm not throwing any shade when it comes to Riverside or St. Albans, but the last couple of games were kind of a foregone conclusion, just seeing, you know, setting the final score. So when you have that great unknown coming in, I think some more people are going to be at the Wolves' Den tonight, and I hope they pack the house. And I, I definitely hope they're going to be tuning in on uh, 92.7 or watching our streams because we're going to be streaming it tonight as well. Yes, um, go ahead and tell everyone uh, where they can find that. All right, so you can stream this game, you go to any of the Kindred Communications Facebook pages. That's the dog. That's the planet. And Video Productions will have a link set up, or you can just go to planet927.com. Mike and myself will be giving you the play-by-play action. Just a bit. It has a big fight feel. Uh, it, it's very refreshing, and especially uh, getting ready for next week. Uh, I cannot wait for that Huntington matchup because Huntington has everything to play for next week if they take care of business tonight. But they have to go to Parkersburg. You'll be talking uh, to Woody, I'm sure. during this program, but uh, there's just so much on the line because if Spring Valley can win this game against a top-five opponent, even though it's across the river, that is going to help their point total so much. And just in a purely, me being purely selfish, I want that top four because I myself don't want to drive to the Eastern Panhandle for a playoff game. (laughs) And so, um, and Spring Valley doesn't either. I'm sure um, they they want to be as at home as long as possible. So they need to get in that top four in the state of West Virginia. That's awful selfish of you. It is very selfish of me. I will admit it, and I own it because um, you know I want to see this team go as far as possible, and they need to they need uh, they need to get in that top four to get more home playoff games guaranteed. What if Spring Valley traveled to Martinsburg and eliminated them before you even get to Wheeling? I mean, that would be a great feeling. Well, the big if, and that is uh, that that is the that's the Damocles over top of the head. Uh, that is, you know, you have to beat them. Yeah, eventually, no matter where it's at, if you want to take care of business, whether it's Midland, whether it's Spring Valley, whoever is in the playoffs, that's the target. And I cannot, I can think of nothing sweeter than that taking place. That would be the biggest win in program history, quite frankly. But they have to get there. They have to take care of business this week and next week against the Highlanders for that to be on the horizon. Now, Perry's joining us. It is Ashland Paul Blazer taking on number five Spring Valley. A game tonight you can listen to over on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Or you can just go to our Facebook page, wrvc.com, and you can stream it there. We'll look forward to seeing you uh, on the big screen tonight. Wait. They don't show your face, actually. It's a miracle. That is for everybody's benefit, trust me. We think at least <laughs> one stand-up. We could, we could manage one stand-up with you guys. Well, usually the way I dress when I'm broadcasting a game, I'm not TV-ready. Um, you know, I'm not as fancy as uh, you know the Sunday night football guys like Chris Collinsworth and uh, Al Michaels. But, uh, you know, I have a face for radio, as they say, so it's best that I just stay behind the microphone. All right. Matt Perry, face for radio. Hey, you know what? <laughs> We have voice for radio, too. That's, that's the important thing. That's the important thing, and I appreciate it. All right, we have more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1. It's a high school football Friday night here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to hear from Woody Woodrum. 
Number 10, Huntington, taking on number 8, Parkersburg. It's a road trip for the Thundering Herd. Uh, last week, not a good week for the Huntington Highlanders. Uh, they did score first, and then after that, it was all Cabell Midland. The Knights scored the next 28 points. It was a 28-7 loss for Huntington. Huntington still, I think, can make the playoffs. They're 4-4. Four and four. I think 4-4 four and four right now at this point, they're in a good position. They get the next two games, 6-4, and four, easily gets them in, trying to get to a position now where they can host a game. That's the goal, I think, for Huntington right now. Try to get yourself in that spot where you can at least host a first-round game. The challenge here is, can they do that with a tough road trip, and then they're going to wrap it up with Spring Valley? Spring Valley will be in a situation where they're trying to maintain maybe a top-four spot. Huntington trying to get to a spot where at least they're going to host a first-round game. And if Huntington wins tonight, Huntington's going to have a lot to play for. They've gotten better. This is a team that's a really enigma to me. You know, one week, they're just not playing with anything. The next week, they're on fire, then not playing with anything. Then all of a sudden, they look unstoppable. Just back and forth, sort of a Jekyll Hyde team. So Woody's going to talk to us here in a little bit. We will preview that matchup. And I don't know what we're going to get tonight with this Huntington High team, but we're going to get that team that was really good against Capital, or are we going to get a team that really couldn't handle Cabell Midland? I don't know what we're going to get. Unfortunately, you're running out of time here before the playoffs, so you've got a couple weeks to kind of figure out what it's going to be for the big push. And you've got two tough teams to try to figure that out with, with Capital and, of course, with Huntington. Now, Cabell Midland off this week. They uh, are enjoying the bye week. Huntington, of course, took their bye week week one. And I, that's another thing. I don't know if the scheduling, uh, if they could have maybe worked that a little bit better with the fact that they took the bye week week one and then they're playing 10 straight. Now, it used to be you played 10 weeks straight, and then you got 11 weeks to play 10. Some teams using the bye week, if they can schedule it, maybe in the middle, sort of towards the end. Some teams I've seen take the bye week, play 10, bye week, then playoffs. Huntington High, first week, bye week. And I don't know if that's come back to hurt them a little bit. Really haven't had a chance to have just an off week to retool. So, they have been playing straight, no break for them. Still 4-4. Four and four. It's not over with yet as far as where they're at. Not that many teams in, in Class AAA. Unfortunately, not that many teams, so you got to be pretty bad to miss the playoffs. Fortunately for Huntington High, they're not bad at all. They just had a tough schedule this year, and still a couple of games maybe they wish they had back. Now, I'm used to this Huntington High team being a lot better since Billy Sills took over, so we'll see what happens tonight. We'll hear from Woody Woodrum here in a short bit. We will also get – we do have Woody Woodrum. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk to Woody Woodrum then. He joins us on the program now. Um, I was um, not expecting you at this, to, this this moment, so I'll take you. Well, yeah. well we're still on the highway, so uh, okay. I'm talking to you via the cell phone. I'll take but, that. Uh, yeah, we're going right past Mineral Wells now, so getting into Parkersburg area. Yeah, I heard what you were talking about coming in there, Paul, and you're right. Uh, Billy Seals did everything he could 
to get a game for the opening weekend, and he called a number of schools that had openings, and either they didn't want to come and play at Huntington because they they played the last two years with only four home games because of the deal to go down there and open the season at Belfry. And they got a very nice check for that and all that, but they'd only had four games. So, you know, he was determined to hang on to six games this year at home. And so he called, he called. And Princeton was somebody they really locked in on because they knew they were looking for a game, called there at least three times, and finally just gave up and, and called Parkersburg South, had an opening, and said, well, you know, we'll pay you guys to come down here one time and we won't make a return trip because, obviously, they go to Parkersburg every other year now when they play the Big Red. And so, you know, he told me after that game, though, that he would never go that way again. Uh, He would just play nine because the lack of a a week off has really kind of hurt this team. Uh, You're you're dead on it that they're they're running a little ragged. Now, they, they got those three seniors back. Uh, for the capital game, uh, I think that made a, a remarkable change in the team. Plus, they got the Allo Mitchell had been hurt, got, came back, and they're back to almost full health now. But you know, they looked a little ragged in the second half of the Midland game, and I, I truly think not having an open week somewhere in the season kind of hurt them. You know, Midland's taking their week this week, but they expected to be good this year, and so they. They thought, well, let's take one late, and we'll get ready for the playoffs. Spring Valley took one earlier in the year. So and there's, uh, there's all kinds of thought behind it, but, uh, you know, Billy Seals told me if he had to do it over, he would have just played nine games this year and let the chips fall where they may. Might have been more beneficial for him uh, because with yep. the way Class AAA is these days in the state of West Virginia, uh, unless you're just terrible, you're going to get in. Oh, yeah. Well, four and six is in. I mean, that, that's the thing Huntington knows. Even if they should fall flat on their face tonight at Parkersburg and lose to Spring Valley next week, you know, they're probably in the playoffs. Now, the bad part could be you might have to make that trip to Musselman or, or to uh, Martinsburg right off the bat unless you get lucky and get the short trip to Midland but or, or have a rematch with Parkersburg South. That would be, you know, right now that would be your four choices in the top four. So Huntington wants to desperately win this game tonight. Parkersburg ranked seventh right now at five and three. They want to try to hold on to the home berth because they've got a really tough game against Parkersburg South, who's number three right now, I believe. And they, you know, the Big Reds will be an underdog in that game. And Parkersburg South's the real deal. I've seen them play. They are an outstanding team. I know that Martinsburg's coach Dave Walker has told Billy Seals, they talk quite a bit, that he's got his best team ever, including the teams that won four or five state championships here in the last six years. So, uh, you know, that top end's loaded this year. But unfortunately, because there's 28 teams in this division, you know, four and six is going to get you in while over in double-A, you know, that if you've got more than two losses, you might not make the top 16 in double-A. Because there's 43 schools over there. Yeah, WVSSIC has got to figure out a way to balance out these divisions. I know it's made it even tougher with the way basketball is being reshaped with the private schools uh, getting so much attention for their success. But there's just got to be a, a, a new way to do this, to make it fair, make it balanced, and at the same time, 
help out with these schedules. West Virginia is a small state, so scheduling is very hard, especially when some schools just don't want to come. Well, I think that's why you're seeing, you know, Huntington go down to Pelfrey. And we're seeing uh, Ashland signing a deal to play Spring Valley. They'll be at Spring Valley tonight and then next year at Ashland. Uh, GW has played Ashland. Folks are scheduling teams over in Ohio now. I mean, I think that's where you've got to turn if you can't get people in-state to play you. You know, Parker's, or uh, uh, Point Pleasant had the very same problem Billy Stills was talking about. They only had eight games at one point this summer. They signed up a ninth, and then they took a tenth. Then they found out the tenth team they signed had five or six kids on the team that were already 19. When in West Virginia, that's illegal. You can't play if you reach your 19th birthday as a senior. So they had to drop that game, and they're only getting by with eight this year because right now the Cardinal Conference is not inviting them in. So they're having to uh, play nine games this year, and they're out there trying to schedule as an independent. The nice thing is in the MSAC, there are teams you can get just about every year, but we've seen in recent years, Greenberg East pulled out, Houston pulled out, Ripley pulled out, and now Beckley is going out after this year. So, you know, it's getting a little thinner even in the MSAC. Over the folks you can play are in Cabell County, of course, Spring Valley, and then Putnam County is Hurricane, and then Cabell County, uh, Canal County's team. And then Parkersburg, for now, is staying in. But uh, who knows? I mean, it's a, it's a very, very tough call. Woody Woodrum's with us. Let's focus on the game itself. Uh, I never want to use the term must win, but it kind of feels like if you want to have some success the next few weeks, uh, this one is in that category of must win. Yeah, this is a big game because, you, you know, you've got a chance with a win in this game to possibly be at home. You know, they'll move up some in the standing. Parkersburg, as we said, is 5-3, and three, so you would get some points off of them. And, uh, you know, they're getting some points this year from teams that they they have beaten in the past with not many points. But Riverside's playing well this year. So you're getting points on for that win. Capital is playing okay. South Charleston is down a little bit right now. But still, they're, they're favored maybe to win one of their last two games. And GW and Capital have a big game next week, too. So uh, I think for Huntington, yes. Winning tonight could push them up toward the top eight, and that would keep you home for that first-round game, and that's really important, I think. Uh, you know, and, and for Parkersburg, too, they, they're they playing. They've lost one of their most outstanding players, youngster uh, named Madison, who is – he played receiver. He play, He ran their kicks back. He ran their punts back. He ran the ball some. He even had thrown one pass and was a, an outstanding uh, defensive back for them is out with an ACL that's going to ruin his football and his basketball season. So he is out, so they've got to uh, kind of rally the troops around that. But they've got a really outstanding quarterback who leads them in rushing right now. He's got 963. He's already thrown for over 1,000 yards, and I believe I read on their site this week that uh, they have uh, – he could be the first quarterback to throw and run for over 1,000 yards in the same season in Parkersburg. So, uh, you know, that means you're facing a very good guy behind the trigger. They also have a, another quarterback they use a little bit for kind of a wildcat look. So, uh, you know, it's uh, 
it's a very tough uh, game up here. You've got Gabe Fiore, who plays linebacker for them. He's one of the outstanding linebackers in the state. And, uh, you know, his opposite number in the middle is Brock and Blair for Huntington. So we're going to see two of the best linebackers in the state right now uh, matching up against each other. You know, Blair is having such a good year. He's a, I've got him at 88 tackles, and he's at 800-plus yards. So he's got a chance to be not only a running back over 1,000 yards, but as a linebacker also go over 100 tackles this year. And he's a, he's a tremendous, tremendous player. So we're going to see both those kids get a, get a look. They also had a kid at Parkersburg that has seven interceptions, and I'm not looking at my charts here or sitting in the car, but I know that last week he picked off four passes in the game. So he did an outstanding job, and uh, he's got seven picks on the year. So Tay Blackwell is going to have to play a little bit better for Huntington. He was just 4-16 last week against Midland. He had some open players underneath. He likes to go for the home run ball some. And he's going to have to take what the defense gives him, I think, Paul, if uh, they've got a chance of winning this game. Woody Woodruff with us, the broadcast crew in transit right now, uh, hopefully safely driving to Parkersburg. We'll have a game for you right here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, the Chris uh, the Tatum and Woody Woodruff combination is back in effect after last week. Uh, good to have Chris back. Um, yeah, is, uh, yeah. It's has it been a safe journey so far? Because uh, I, I know how the mayor drives. Well, yes, it has been a safe journey. I'll tell you what, there is a lot of construction. Though Charleston has major construction going on right now. And, uh, you know, then uh, up above Charleston in the Sistonville area, there's more construction, also Ripley. So I know Billy Seals and his uh, guys pulled out about 2.30 today to figure the buses might have a little slowdown there with the traffic and so forth. But we're winding through Parkersburg's neighborhoods, headed for historic stadium field, which is what you call any field that's over 100 years, right? You call it historic. It makes it sound better. What would you rather be called, historic or legendary? Yeah, a legendary. Legendary Mitch Stadium. This is historic stadium field. So, uh, you know, and this, this is a, a field that, Used to host not only the Big Reds, but Parksburg Catholic plays here. I think they still do. And then Parksburg South played here for many years till they got their own field a few years back. So uh, it's uh, it's had a lot of ball games. You know, they average ball around 5,000 a game up here. And the thing that's amazing to me is to see that people, you know, elderly people, and, and at 63 in my age group and older, they turn out for these games because it's what you do in Parkersburg. You go watch the Big Reds play, and, uh, you know, you've got a town that doesn't have a major, you know, university right in its back door as Huntington, Morgantown, some of the other schools that, that you know, Beckley, there's, there's schools that are playing ball and doing things in your town. Well, that's not the case up here. This is, this is kind of the main act up here, and it has been for a long, long time. Uh, Parkersburg's still seventh in the nation. Over 800 wins all time. They've got a ton of state championships and a lot of pride in the program. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it should be a great game here on November 1st. We'll probably still have a little bit of a Halloween motif going on among the student body. And uh, looking forward to all that 
this evening at the at the field. Woody Woodrum joining us. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, after Marshall volleyball team uh, just rolled in all in costume last night at Safe Trick or Treat, I don't think anyone can do outdo them. I, <laughs> you know that 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 was a big time event last night because for the first time in my memory, there was no leftover candy from Safe Trick or Treat. Which uh, you know the the car ride here, we were a little disappointed that there was no bag held back for us on our long trip today, but. You know, we understand if the volleyball team was there in full costume, then that's probably why we didn't get any candy. I think that's it. Woody Woodrum joining us tonight. We'll have the broadcast for you here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back, and wrap it up. It is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be at Roosters for our watch party. That means you can join us starting at 1230. I'll be on the air with Dave Walsh. You can listen to that right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, over on 93.7 The Dog, the big blowtorch itself. We'll have complete coverage of Marshall and Rice. So if you're heading to the basketball game, take your portable radios with you. Or if you don't have a portable radio, you've got two options. Go get a portable radio. Hey, they come in handy for weather emergencies. Also, you can stream. That's right. You can stream the radio station. There are several ways to do it. We have an app you can download on our website at wrvc.com. But we also are on TuneIn. So all you have to do is play your tune-in app, and you can listen to our coverage. You can listen to pregame action. You can go to the Marshall game, and you can watch basketball all right there from the comfort of your phone. Just uh, go download our app at wrvc.com, or all you have to do is go to TuneIn, and you can load up the radio station there. Easy way to do that. And, again, uh, while you're doing that, don't forget, do me a favor, if you would please, I would really appreciate it, if you could subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan, just do a quick search for that wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, it'll automatically come to your device as soon as it's ready, so you can listen to the next show, also, here's a here's a really cool trick for you, if you've got an Amazon Echo, all you have to do, this is the easiest way to do it, I've found, Ask Alexa to play The Drive with Paul Swan on Stitcher. So just say, Alexa, ask Stitcher to play The Drive with Paul Swan, and she will play the latest episode on your Amazon Echo. It's pretty handy. It's pretty cool to do it that way, so that way you don't have to actually go and find it on your smartphone or your other device. You can just have her pull it up for you. That's it. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellers. He's back in the studio. Uh, he uh, was sorely missed yesterday. Appreciate him being with us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have pregame coverage of Marshall and Rice. And you can listen to it right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.